Welcome to episode six of Coffee with Braz, brought to you by Victorian Responsible Gambling Foundation. This week, we'll be talking to Imi Purcell. I want you to meet one of the kindest people on this planet. Literally, this girl would do anything to make sure you are having a good day. Imi is one of those people that you love to hate. She is good at everything she does, literally, from rowing for Australia to studying med. And did I mention she is, well, I guess, just a beautiful human. Meet my loveliest teammate, Imi Purcell. Imi, thank you for being on Coffee with Braz. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited because I feel like looking um, up, I guess, your profile online and asking a few people questions about you, I feel like there's so much I don't know about you and so much I want to learn. So super excited to have you on our little uh, podcast. But uh, first of all, what's your coffee order? Um, Usually a latte, but like... Two years ago, I didn't even drink coffee, so I'm, I'm pretty up and down, you know, if I feel like I might, I'll have one, so yeah. <laughs> so what was it before coffee? Uh, nothing. I used Not to Not even just, a hot chocolate? No, yeah, I had a hot chocolate. Love, love a hot Milo, always before bed, so yeah, I love milk, like I always yeah. used to drink milk, but yeah, I was never a coffee drinker, but yeah, rowing started the coffee. <laughs> yeah, like the social? Uh, just try to stay awake. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was like, Getting up at five something. in the morning, definitely yep. eating coffee. <laughs> For me, coffee started just socially. Like, that's a netball thing. Like, after training, let's grab a coffee. Yeah. And now I'm, like, addicted. (laughs) Are you addicted? Yeah, I'm becoming definitely more addictive. And it's like, well, what's wrong with being addictive? So, why not? That's good. Yeah. It's very good. (laughs) I'm really intrigued and interested in your family. Yeah. I've got a big family. Um... I'm, there's five girls and three boys plus two foster brothers. So I'm one of ten. So, yeah, there's a couple of us and it was fun growing up in, but, yeah, not many people know I'm one of ten. It's a bit unusual. But it, like, um, <laughs> that's amazing. So my, my um, nonno, um, he is one of ten. So I've go. got, like, a big extended family, but there's only me and my brother. But I love being a part of, like, I guess lots of cousins. Yeah. But one of 10 kids growing up it's one i think it's different in this day and age to have 10 brothers and sisters but i just think it's the coolest thing ever like you've just got like your own netball team your own footy team like you can play any sport because you've got the numbers yeah we always did that always backyard sports you know teams split up and it got competitive but yeah i loved growing up in a big family it was pretty special because there's just so many different personalities and people to bounce off and um you learn how to be with a group of people and like how lucky you are to be with a group of people pretty quickly yeah <laughs> and where are you in that order so like- i'm actually a twin as well so most people don't know that um but i'm five six not including the foster brothers but six yeah. uh, sorry seven eight including the foster brothers yeah the two foster brothers Morris and Lyman. are they are your foster brothers older than they're you? older yeah so i think like 38 and 40 so yeah mum was only 21 when she had these two foster boys they Mum and dad were meant to look after them for about three weeks and they were 10 and 12 um, and it ended up being 12 years. So, yeah, they're yeah. very much part of our family and we're so lucky to have them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I'm a bit jealous because I would have loved, like, my brother and I always wanted another sibling just to, like, <laughs> so it wasn't, I guess, just us two. We had someone else to um, hang out with. But do you reckon that's why you are sporty? Because there's so many of you. Yeah, well, we always did sport. Like every weekend you go to your little outs and from little outs you go to netball, then from netball you go to basketball. So it was just sort of what kept us occupied. And I guess, yeah, three older brothers, um, they were always doing footy and soccer and athletics. So, yeah, you, you just grew up seeing them do it. So you're like, oh, I'm doing it and I love it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and two random questions and probably not random. You probably get them all the time. <laughs> but number one, 
what car did you guys drive? Like, was it a one big car or, like, was <laughs> mum in one car and dad in the other? Like, how did that work? I can't believe you asked that because our car was just an absolute bomb. Like, <laughs> we had a Tarago. This is purple This Tarago. is what I wanted. I, my family had a Tarago and we had yeah. two of us, but I loved it. Oh, my God, yeah. So, we had a Tarago and obviously we didn't all fit. So, the two littlest sat on the floor um <laughs> and the car door was broken like so you used to open the car door and it used to just literally fall off and you like sit in there in the primary school like don't look at me like my car's so <laughs> like it was just an absolute like brick like I don't know how we drove in it it was definitely not safe and if mum and dad could have changed cars they would have but we got through it and we're all alive still <laughs> and do we still have the Trago? no um it like basically like it was so it basically blew up. It, just died. it went on fire. No, yeah. it literally. Blew. Oh, there <laughs> so, was flames. This is this is getting was interesting. Flames. Um. So yeah, that definitely was gone. Um. And now we just have like two Corollas that mum and dad just share around, and we're old enough. We have our own cars, but yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you don't have they had the Corollas back then. Everyone yeah, would have so been bad. on the roof in the boot. Oh, <laughs> it was so bad. Like the windows never went up. So you're sitting there going to high school, and like it was it was raining, and the rain used to go on your face on the way to school. So it was just, yeah, oh, <laughs> not the best. Oh, that is so good. And yeah. so from the car, how big is your house? Because yeah. Brooke and I like, <laughs> and I'm only asking this question because at the moment we're, Brooke and I are looking at buying. Yeah. And like we only have Louis at the moment, but we're like, oh, potentially we want more kids. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, well, we need this many rooms if this is what we want. Plus maybe we need a spare room if <laughs> mum and dad's like fly over. Yeah. And, and we're thinking of all these scenarios, which like obviously just skyrockets. Yeah. How, yeah. No, what was the house big. like? No, we're still in the same house. So I think we've been in it my whole life. I think mum and dad moved when I was, a bit before when I was born with the brothers and um, older sister. But yeah, we've been in this house for oh, 20 years and it is basically falling apart. But there was like five bedrooms. So I've always shared with my twin sister, my little sister always shared. Um, and yeah, my brothers always shared. So yeah, I only had my own bedroom. The first time I had my own bedroom actually was when I was overseas at college. So <laughs> I was, I was, I don't like sleeping by myself in my own bedroom. I'm like scared of it now. Yeah, it'd be weird going yeah. from your whole life being in a room with someone. Yeah, it's, it's so unusual. But yeah, so it's not big. There's just one living room. There's always a fight on what TV show we're watching and what remote, who's got the remote, who's got the power of the remote. So yeah, it's... um. <laughs> It's not very big, but it yeah, <laughs> we, we got by and we're lucky. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And was there anyone, like, was there any sibling that had their own room? Um, and if so, was there? Emily was the oldest. So, yeah, at one stage, I think the three boys shared and Emily was the oldest girl. And so... I think, I think maybe she didn't. I reckon I'll get this wrong, but I think she's, from my knowledge, she's always had her own room. Um, so she's obviously the favourite. Yeah, I, I reckon. Yeah. But and then again, <laughs> she moved out when she was 18, so maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think she just wanted some space from us all crazy yeah. ones. <laughs> no, I love that. And I love that you've got a big family, like, because I just think, yeah, the more people, the better. And um, now having Lewis. I can't imagine him being an only child. Like, I want him around siblings, yep. cousins and all that. So, yeah, no, I yeah. think that's so cool. And, and the fact that you've had a different childhood to so many of us, which just would have been, yeah. one, crazy <laughs> and chaotic, but the coolest childhood ever. Yeah, like, I can't imagine unreal. having one sibling. That's just so yeah. foreign. <laughs> yeah, and you talk about you, you've got a twin sister. Yeah. 
What's she like? Are you guys similar? Yeah, Alicia. She's we're identical twins, so like visually we're probably quite similar in the face, but people can tell us apart. Um, she's also done like a lot of sport, but she did more basketball. Uh, she had like a lot of injuries growing up, so when I was sort of like going more of the athletics route, she was like injured in a moon boot for two and a half years because she had a stress fracture in a growth plate. So she had to literally wait for her foot to stop growing for it to get better. So yeah. she had a bit of um, a few hurdles in there, but yeah, we're pretty similar. Um, and you have, do you have any injuries like that? Uh, yeah, like year nine, I had an avulsion fracture in my pelvis, in my hip. So that was probably like my biggest one. Cause like being in a wheelchair is just so... You were like, in a wheelchair? Like yeah, in year nine. So I asked you at the start <laughs> of this before we came on air, Do is there anything interesting that you want to share with people? And this did not come up, Imi. I what? know, no. You're a good question, question asker. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just rewind, pause and play. Okay. Let's start. How did this happen? Um... I just always loved doing sport and obviously probably was doing too many different sports because I was doing like for your rep Neville, you're at basketball, then nationals. And then in year nine, I was like learn to row. So I did like three months of learn to row. And I think because rowing is like you're so sort of over and like versus running is like you're really upright. So and you're like sitting, leaning forward yeah, to pull back. Yeah, versus like running, you're really upright. And I was hurdling. Um, I had, I think I had strained, like if the satoris, I think it is, that long muscle up your quad. Um, but like there was like nationals on and it was like a team nationals. And so you had to, I had to do the hurdles 800 in a relay. And so you want to do it for the team. So I was already injured, but I sort of pushed through it. And then it got to the final relay and they're like, just, you know, jog the hundred meters. Like we just need to get it for points. So they put me first and, um, like I got out of the blocks and like after probably I was like 50 minutes. Oh yeah, I can do this. And then like, just bang, it just I was like, what the hell? I like fell to the ground and yeah, it was a, an avulsion fracture. So like part of like my hip literally like pulled off. Apparently it was like a growth plate that just molded. And so the bone was already a little bit soft and yeah, it, it came off. So yeah, that summer I was just. So <laughs> you, you, you're on the ground. Yeah. And obviously Ambulance. in a lot of pain. Yeah, a lot, it was a lot of pain. They gave yeah. me green whistle and stuff, but yeah, I didn't think they didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we obviously got there. So went to hospital. Yeah, and this was in Tasmania. So yeah, we had to go to the in the ambulance, go to the hospital, and then get on all the painkillers, which I hated. Like my yeah. body just can't stomach them, so I'm yeah. vomiting at the airport, and it was just like the worst. <laughs> yeah. And so when at like when you're at the hospital and they're saying yeah. all this thing, did you think it was that serious that you'd have to nah, be in a wheelchair? Nah, because like. I hadn't really had any major injuries before, like touch wood. Like my bones have been pretty good. And like, I think I'd maybe done a hammy like in ass, but I guess that's pretty early doing a hamstring in year seven. But um, apart from that, it was pretty good. So yeah, I was, when I got told after the MRI that all of this, and you know, you'd have to be lying down for like two weeks because your hip is so bad. You literally just can't it's move. Major, yeah. Yeah, and like you can't plaster yeah. it. Like, so they literally just, I had to lie down for two weeks and just not move as much as possible. And it was just, it's, yeah, it's the, it was really, it was the so, worst. <laughs> so for two weeks, on your back, can't yeah, move. Basically, and was yeah. that at home or in hospital? Yeah, I was at home, which was good. So I got the flight back. Um, and then, yeah, I got home. It was in, it was in December, so it was yeah. actually a good time. I didn't miss too much school. Uh, so oh, yeah. I can't believe that's what you're worried about. <laughs> oh, I didn't miss school. I'd be like, it was the worst. It was school holidays. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my brain. My, oh, my brain. Um, but, yeah, so like there for two weeks and then there was like re- rehab for four weeks. Like in the pool, I could do, I could do like breaststroke. 
um, but with a boy between my legs. So yeah. legs don't move, but you could just move your arms. Cause yeah. you know, you're used to doing oh, you three training crazy. sessions a day. Yeah. And like I'm only year nine, but it's just what I grew up doing. And yeah. then I'm not three doing- Three training sessions a day. Like you have your school sport and then you'd have your team sport. And then I was trying to double up doing yeah. athletics. So like- How did you not have more injuries? <laughs> I know, looking back, it's like psychotic, but I just love it and I still love it. If I could do, like, I love it that you do two sports. That is yeah. so cool. <laughs> Like if I could do a thousand spots, I would. I just yeah. love it. <laughs> and so two weeks on your back and yep. then how long in the wheelchair? So wheelchair was probably – well, I had a week at school and I had to be in a wheelchair then. Then the wheelchair was probably like three weeks. Like for those two weeks, I've ever had to go to the toilet straight into the wheelchair, those sorts of things. Um, but then it was crutches for another two weeks and then – Bones are actually pretty good because once they've healed, you can actually start loading them up all right. So the, yeah. the actual um, rehabilitation in terms of like once it was moulded, like after five or six weeks, was pretty quick compared to other, you know, muscular injuries that mm. I sort of had. So um, once I got going, it was all right. And then I was rowing for – I only rowed for three months, basically, you know, as I said before. And then, yeah, I went straight back into the boat and – we did states and then we won that and yeah that was the last time I rode until I yeah started three years ago again. <laughs> You're, you are crazy. No, so and you, did you get any pain afterwards? Like because you said um, it, you obviously when you're rowing you're crouching and then yeah. you weren't back into it. Did you have to yeah. like get used to? Yeah, well yeah, I had to get used body? to it. And like if you feel it now, there's like a divot in my hip. Like my hips literally look different because this bone like came off there. Yeah. So yeah, if you like were actually to look at my hips, you can see a divot, but. Touch wood, it, it was. It's been fine. Maybe because you know you're growing still. So yeah. like, I was. I sort of grew out of it. I guess you could say. But yeah, it's been fine. Yeah, which is good. So you talk about athletics a lot. Yeah. Um, and you call it ass, ass, ass. Yeah. Ass. <laughs> a little. I've ass, never. Ass. It's a thing. It's oh a, really? Is that really a thing? <laughs> athletics thing? Oh, I've never heard of that. Um, I didn't do athletics, so I've got absolutely no idea. Um, I did athletics at school. Yeah just to have a day off school. Like that's, I love that. Yeah. So again, we're so opposite that you are so sad you missed, you didn't miss school. Like, ridiculous. But what events were you, did you do? Yeah, so growing up, you just do everything in the last. Yeah. And then I guess it gets more serious um, around under 15s when you're doing more the state and the national stuff. So around then I was doing, I did long, actually I did long jump for Pacific School Games in year four. And then after that, I went into more 400s, four hurdles. Um, and then, yeah, I sort of specialised in four hurdles, uh, so 400 metre hurdles from like year nine onwards. And then that's what I did nationals in. And yeah, I got lucky enough to. How go many right. hurdles do you jump when it's 400 metres? <laughs> oh, no. I think it's like, it's probably one. I think it's like something like 10 or nine, but it would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I reckon it's eight or nine. I don't know. It's that bad. And is it. <laughs> Just on the straights? No, it's on the bend. So, yeah, it's probably like oh. every 20, 30 metres you jump a hurdle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it's not like your 100 where it's just like no, bang, No, it's not bang, like, bang. Yeah, yeah, 100's like every three steps. But from memory, like, I think it was every, like, for, to the first hurdle, it was like 15 steps. or Like, it's like 15 steps between each hurdle. Yeah. And as you're running, is that what you're thinking? Do you think it's a count yeah. or is that just, you do it that often that it just becomes natural? Um, it becomes natural, but if you had to, like, set it into the hurdle, um it's not a good thing you would have lost yeah. time so it was sort of subconscious like you want to make sure you're striding out and getting the 15 yeah otherwise you're going too slow I guess and, and how do you train for hurdles um oh, I don't know I guess growing up I always did hurdles and then you start to get the actual technique so 
like one drill I did for the trail leg that comes through, um, like you drag that along, say like the hurdles like this, you can put one hurdle side down and you like drag the trail leg up. So, cause that's how you sort of want it to go over the hurdle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like lots of drills sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so you're not just doing the, the race no, again no. and again and again. Yeah, it's lots of drills. Yeah. Cause you want to basically not jump too high and just kind of keep your, like yeah. if you look at the good hurdle is the hips barely move. Yeah, just their legs. Hey, like, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, they're amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> and did you ever try the hundred meters? Yeah, like I always did. I did that as well, hundred meter hurdles. Um, but yeah, I guess like I'm competitive, and so I was good in like that anaerobic stuff, and I wanted to like go well in nationals. So I did four hundred hurdles. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, what made you go? from athletics to rowing because they're yeah. two completely different sports yeah so i did ask um well yeah so i did i did rowing in year nine for three months yeah. and then i stopped and decided to focus on ats because i just love running and that was a hard decision like it wasn't like it was that like swaying i'm like oh i really want to still do both but i got you know that avulsion fracture so i was like nah i'm gonna do ats i love ats growing up doing it um, and so I did that all the way till year 12. Um, and then I wanted to go to UCLA for initially athletics. So to do that, like and to try and get a full scholarship, you, you gotta like go, you gotta win nationals. Um, and I was injured that national. So I had a like stress fracture in my foot. So I was pretty frustrating. Um, so yeah, I was like, oh damn it. Like I've sat the SAT, I've worked so hard to try and get to college. Um, blah 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 so I was like I'll just do physio and then this guy who helped me through the process was like oh that's so unfortunate you can't do nationals have you ever tried rowing and so that's how I was like oh that'd be interesting like I did in in year nine like I did enjoy it um maybe I should just do it again because I knew I was pretty good at it but I was like oh I don't know so yeah I that's how I did it and then from there it just went up and got crazy (laughs) so what UCLA it's in America. Yeah. It's a big sporting college, which I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. What, like, when was that a goal? Like, yeah. I didn't even know <laughs> that that was a thing. I know. Like, so at high school, this guy, his name's Lockie Miller. He came, and it's like a strive for college thing. He came um, in year 10, I think it was, and just spoke to us about, like, the process. And um, I don't know why I was intrigued, but I was always a curious person. Like I, I'm, I like learning things. And then I was like, oh, I just go like, see what it is. And I thought it was so cool being able to do sport and study at the same time yeah. and at the same place. Cause I, I don't know, growing up, like you're just driving everywhere and nothing's centralized in the one place. So just imagining like all your facilities that are one place plus your academics and it's, and it's a really good academic school at the same time. So I was like, wow, this is so cool. And it was for free if you get a free, if you get a scholarship. So I was like, oh, this would be like amazing. So yeah. Yeah. Winning. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, why not? Yeah. And so when did you, when did you go there? Yeah. So I had a gap year and um, that's when I learned to row and yeah so I had a gap year because I wasn't necessarily going to go for rowing like I needed so to did you actually just row just so you could go to America uh is, no. <laughs> well, is rowing a real love maybe there's a little bit of a connection but no I also obviously loved it because yeah you can't anyone who knows rowing like you row twice a day three times a day it's a hard spot so mm-hmm. I did enjoy it too um but yeah so I had the gap year and I did like a good 2k and then from there they were like oh yeah like you want to come over and so like I didn't know having the gap year that I would get to go over that was a goal in mind um and then yeah I was lucky enough to get an offer and uh yeah I had the gap year and went over in 20 the start of 2018 or mid 2018 yeah, yeah. and is that <laughs> did rowing for Australia happen after that yep so after that 
a year after that. So basically like two and a half years into the sport, I rode for Australia um, for the under 23s. So that was, yeah, my major goal, like doing it. I was always a goal growing up. So yeah, I was pretty fortunate to do that. Yeah. And so talk to me about like the training that goes on, like when you were over in America with rowing, because yeah. um, when I was at the Australian Institute of Sport, obviously surrounded by all different athletes, yeah. but the rowers were the crazy people, <laughs> you know, like just yeah. they were the fittest, the strongest, they ate the most, they <laughs> trained the most. Like they were just like these yeah. super human athletes. Yeah. Like, um, and you didn't really understand how much they trained until like you'd actually speak to them and they'd like, they've already done five sessions and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we did one today. You know, like all <laughs> we're in Canberra and they did a bike ride to Sydney yeah. like, and back in a day. Like, it is such an endurance sport. And I'm still surprised by like how much kilometers we did. Like you do at least up to 170, 180, kilometers a week in the boat and the ergo so to do that that's like 40 kilometers a day so you know you do a 20k session in the morning um and you do another 20 and how long would like the 20k take oh probably like two hours but then you have to get the boat in and out so it ends up being like you wake up at 5 30 get there at 5 45 or you'd wake up at 5 you know get there at 5 30 5 45 and you wouldn't get off the water till like 8 30 quarter to nine and then you'd come straight back eat food and then come back for another two hour <laughs> in the arvo so yeah it, it's such a an endurance sport and yeah. I didn't even realize that because it's like it's only two kilometers like why am I doing 40 kilometers but it's just getting your aerobic base up and you know lifting your vo2 so you got to do what the coach says yeah and so what like I didn't realize there were so many different I guess races and different yeah. boats and um what like how many people were in your boat yeah so I was always in a sweep boat because in America they do sweep in college and, and they do sweep, sweep Sorry, is like is one or novice team. No, yeah. no, not novice. Um, sweeps one or scullings two oars. Yeah. So I focused on sweeping just because that's what the college system do. Um, and then from there, the varsity, which is the, like the first of the college program, is an eight, and the seconds is an eight, and then the thirds is the four, a four. So that's four people in the boat and a cox, yeah. and the eights eight people in a boat and a cox. Yeah. So I was. Um, um, lucky enough to be in the varsity so I was in an eight and then for worlds we were in a four so that was yeah. a smaller boat yeah and yeah. no cocks in that one no we had a cocks oh thank god I hate yeah. steering so I love so the they cox actually steer baby. they actually do something yeah they steer it's actually so nice having them <laughs> when we um back to me at the AIS that's what blew me away they were all these like big men like they were yep. only like 18 19 and yeah, they were men huge. like they were so big yeah and then there was this little guy <laughs> like who was half their size yep. had no muscle on him yeah the boys would have like three plates of dinner and like not just a normal plate like it would be a mountain and yeah. like they just ate so much it was unbelievable and then he would just have salad yeah I like, don't know I was how the like, do it. Yeah, I was like, I really want that job. And then I was like seeing what he ate and I was like, no, I don't. I That's know. ridiculous. And they have to like be like, I think for the, the women's anyway, so it's 55 kilos. So when we're at Worlds, like if they're not 55 exactly, or if they're like 54, they have to add a kilo. So there's actually like a so lot you of add stress. Weight and you don't want to add stagnant weight. So like yeah. it's actually a little bit of pressure on the cocks to be the right weight. Like I, so I what hate if they're weight. over? <laughs> if you're over... 
then like the crew's not happy. Like it's bad. Or like, you, you would get still on the boat and you would the sweat. They're allowed to be on the boat. So but they're it's like, like a boxer. You've yeah, got to like, like drop that. weight yeah. for game day. Yeah. So if they're overweight, like literally the coach would make them sweat out and go for a run, take a run. Cause like, oh, that's the worst job ever. Yeah, I know. So there's a bit of pressure like, and I would not want to be worrying about that. But yeah, they're just sort of like the motivational person. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You need, everyone needs yeah, one of those nice. people. But it's cool that it's like a dedicated role like yeah. obviously they're steering and then yeah being that motivator yeah which i wouldn't be motivating you guys if i had to sit in a like a sauna for two <laughs> hours to drop away and then run yeah the cocks can't complain if the cocks complains it's like no nah, they're crap cocks yeah. get <laughs> so, rid yeah. of them yeah. you're out someone else in yeah so they're pretty positive people <laughs> yeah um and what was it like rowing for australia you said it was like it ended yeah. up being a goal like what yeah. was that moment like yeah, it was uh, like so special. I was in Florida, so it was actually in America as well. It would have been good to be in Europe, but yeah, it ended up being in Florida. Um, I didn't think I was going to get in because it was the first time I've ever tried out for it. So I was initially doing that um, camp as just like, this is, you know, initial camp, see what it's like, get my name out there. Um, and yeah, the day before selection, I was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to get in. Like I was literally getting ready to go home and I had hadn't been back since Christmas so I was like and this was in July so I was like oh, I'm excited to go home and then I got in I was like what the hell so it was pretty like I was just in shock most of it and um I was pretty tired though from the college season so it was just fun like I yeah. didn't put too much pressure on myself and you had already like got to the top and you had done so much work so I just really enjoyed it and the girls were so so good like it was such a good crew because yeah. yeah that sort of makes it if your crew's not really getting along and you have to be in a boat with them five hours a day like it can get a bit um uncomfortable <laughs> yeah do you talk do you actually talk in the boat like because um, I I yeah. talk a lot at training yeah but I can't imagine there being oh, yeah. a lot of talk no, rowing. relative like, to netball and footy, there is so much more talk in um, those sports because you know, it's part of it. Versus, I feel like the cox is that talking role, yeah. and you just have to do your role in the boat. Um, yeah, because if if someone's talking, sometimes it's like you're doing this wrong, and you don't want to start pointing fingers. So yeah. yeah, usually it's just you don't say anything. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, you are not selling rowing to I me know. at all. Sorry, no. rowing's good. Rowing, well, you know what? Like, like I said before, I just think they're extreme athletes. But yeah, it's mentally. I reckon you've got to be like the, the amount you row. Yeah. So then footy. Yeah. Like you played every sport. I love it. I know. What made you play footy? Play footy, yes. Because what I love about you, and this is this is one reason I wanted you on this show. <laughs> you haven't played footy before. No. Yet. You have a contract with the Collingwood Football Club. I know. It's so weird. And honestly, like, oh, I felt like selfish coming into it. I'm like, oh, I haven't even played and they're giving me this opportunity. But it, obviously, I'm so grateful and, you know, I'm proving myself and I'm working as hard as I can to prove myself. But And you're killing it, no, by the way. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, footy. So I came back 2020 in January. Like I had done two years straight, basically. I had been home for one month over those two years and... I, as I said, like I hadn't rode before that. So it was just quite like actually an increased load, just crazy mentally and physically. So I was pretty drained. Um, and so I get, came back Jan 2020. I was like, you know what? I just need six months off. I need to just reset. I wasn't mentally feeling very good. So I was like, I was used to training though a lot. So I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And then my dad's a coach of St. Kevin's um, girls team, Scobs. So I was like, oh, I'll just get down there, like run, do what I did when I grew up. Like I loved running and I, and I love staying fit. So I was, I did not want to lose rowing fitness. So I was like, oh, I'll go down there. Um, and yeah, quickly I was like, oh, like I'm, not, I'm not best kick. Like I need to... <laughs> I'm competitive I need to you know do a bit of skill so 
that ended up turning into me training every day with my boyfriend Chris. So, <laughs> Chris well is done, like, Chris. I know. Chris is so supportive. I don't know why he did it, but he's just like the nice. I can't believe I made him do all that. But yeah, so I ended up Chris. Chris plays footy, so he taught me everything in that period of Jan to March, and this was just for like community football. So I was like, yeah. but I'm just like competitive. I didn't want to be bad, so <laughs> I was just training a lot, and then from there. Um, I like dad because dad knows a bit about footy he was like oh there's opportunities and like transfer athletes into footy I was like oh well if I'm training every day and loving it I may as well like see where I'm at and then it turned into I actually had like a one-on-one session with the Carlton head coach and then they wanted me um and then it turned into like it's it was weird because I had to like choose and yeah. that was just terrible but I'm so happy I'm at Collingwood but it was just, like I didn't even know like it's, how good's that you got to choose between terrib- Collingwood and oh, Carlton and so, we won no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. go Collingwood but it was so weird because like I was like oh just see how it goes and in, in two weeks I was like on the list I was like what the hell like yeah so it was crazy but here I am yeah and I still loving it <laughs> yeah I'm still loving it because I miss the running a lot in the rowing yeah. and I grew up doing that and I just love it like all the running and footy and I love the physicality of footy and just all the skills like because I did netball and basketball so I love doing stuff with my hands and um having a ball so yeah and yeah. it's just so much more dynamic than rowing like yeah. just mentally stimulating sometimes rowing is you know you're on the water for 30 k's it yeah. can be a bit dry so yeah, I'm just loving the dynamic nature of it. <laughs> yeah, and you're in the back line with me. Yeah. Um, you're doing a lot better than me because no, I felt my first time in, like I did not understand any lingo, <laughs> like the fat side, the skinny side. I still kind of go, what one's that again? Like you just seem to pick it up. Like is, oh. do you put that down to, I guess, like one, you just love learning? Yeah. Or is it like, was that Chris? Was that dad? Like, yeah. Um, did well, you, did, wait, one sec. Did you follow <laughs> football before? Uh, yeah, that? I did. So my three older brothers, like, they played footy a lot. So, yeah. and the two older, Seb and Josh, they played for like Vic Metro. And so I grew up watching them play for. Yeah. Victoria and then um, then Port Melbourne. So then they like they have done, I've grown up watching football my whole life, and I was always like just watching it, and I loved watching it. Um, but yeah, I just never thought of it me being in it. So yeah. I had been around it, and like Dad just does not stop talking about footy. He just loves it. So yeah. <laughs> I definitely heard of the lingo before, but um, yeah, I still got a lot to go though. I got a lot to learn. But oh, yeah. you would not know that you haven't played a game of footy. Oh, like, you're killing it. Um, yeah, and. The one thing I love about you as well is everyone loves you like no. in this team. Like it's so cool to have no. like you bring freshness into this group. Um, oh. If you ask anyone like what do you love about Amy? Oh, she's just so positive. She's literally the nicest person <laughs> I've ever met. Like I think you've taught a lot of the girls just to just like give people positives because you're always doing it. You're never like complimenting yourself. You're just like yeah. always saying thank you. Thank you for the session. And like, oh. I think that goes a long way. And yeah, I've absolutely loved getting to know you. Oh, um, and I hope guys. everyone listening today did as well. But um, thank you so much, Legend. You well, are the best. <laughs> and I cannot wait to actually see you on the field. Oh, I can't wait as well. It'll be good to play with you. Oh, mate, I, I want to be the cheerleader in the no, background. No, I'm playing with you. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Thanks, Razzie.